what are we talking about today? We're talking about change, stress, and loss. And what's inspiring this topic is that I recently had a fire and I hadn't realized how stressful it is, but also it gave me an opportunity to really empathize with my clients who are going through divorce. And what that brought up for me is there are a lot of people who are like this couple over my shoulder. It's hard to point with this false fake screen screen behind me. Who have been going through quarantine together and have been under a lot of stress. Everybody, every relationship has been under a lot of stress. The reason why we're having such an intense reaction to racism in our nation right now is it's compounded by stress. Uh, the stress of the huge disruption to all of our lives. And in the middle of all this, I had a fire. And what that fire caused us to do was we, like the day of the fire, moved out of our home. We had no choice. We, we all moved out. And that was incredibly stressful on top of what's going on. And then we moved in with my in-laws, which is also stressful for all of us. Um, and then we were there for four weeks and then we moved again into a rental home. And we won't be back in our home for another six months. Well, that sounds terrible, but it got me to thinking about you know, when I got divorced, First, I slept in the living room, and my co-parent slept in the master bedroom, and that was torture for all of us. And then, eventually, I moved out. But there was a whole experience of, not that different than what I'm going through now, of selling the home, um, putting the children through that kind of intense change. The children were suffering so much. I remember, I remember taking them to Disneyland in the beginning of the divorce and thinking, this will make them feel good. And I was so excited. And I was like in that artificial good dad excitement. And we got there. And the first night we were there, my son had an earache. <laughs> um, and my daughter and son were both missing their mother. And there was nothing I could say to that. I, I couldn't say to them, your mother is bad because she wasn't bad. And I couldn't, you know, why isn't mommy here? They knew why mommy wasn't there. They knew that we were getting divorced. It was, but it was so painful for them. And we had a good time anyway, but it was characterized by this underlying sadness and pain and stress. And then they putting them through the stress and change of, selling our home that they grew up in, that they were raised in most of their lives. They spent 10 years in that home. Stress, change, so much change, so much stress. Now, looking back at that divorce, that marriage, you know, I recently read a post by a friend forward slash divorce coach, competitor, I guess, and one of the things she said is, divorce is not a failure. Well, I disagree. Divorce is the consummation of a failed marriage. 
And what made the marriage fail was that the two of us did not make it work. And what I like to say is I worked really hard and she didn't, but the truth is that I am equally responsible for that marriage failing. And there was incredible pain and suffering that came out of it that I'm kind of reliving with this whole experience of the fire, the intensity of the fire. Now, the, the, the difference is that there was no going back to our home after the fire. Um, and we get to rebuild all that, our home now. But in some ways, even that's not so different. I mean, I'm remembering when I first moved out, I got to build a new home. And when I got a new home, uh, and got an, another relationship uh, later on, and eventually remarried, you know, I, I got to start over. But that was so stressful for my children, and I thought I was doing great. And so the whole point of this is, if you are at home, like this couple over my left shoulder, uh, the right side of your screen, and you've been having a really tough time together, really think carefully before you go the, the divorce route. Because the stress and pain of this is so great. Now, if you don't have children, it's a lot less. Why is that? Because once you have children, your dreams that you've been creating together, children are the ultimate consummation of shared dreams and shared values. So if you don't have children, the divorce is a lot easier. But even then, I would say, remember why you got together. For those of you who are, I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna have two conversations right now. I'm gonna have one conversation to people who are thinking about getting divorced. And I'm gonna have another conversation with people who are getting divorced. So for those of you who are thinking about getting divorced, think really hard about it because there's really, it's really, there's no going back. You hear stories about people getting divorced and getting remarried to each other, but that's not going back. That's, uh, that's sort of, they're sort of taking their broken dreams and trying to renegotiate them. When two people get married, and have a dream for a future together, and then they come up against it in their marriage. It's not because there was something wrong with the dream. It's not because they made a mistake. It's not because the other person is not the person they thought they married. It's because both people, for whatever reason, have lost focus on the marriage itself. Marriage is a constant effort. Both people working hard at it, contributing to it. I was listening to Zig Ziglar today, and he was talking about marriage and he was saying that in his marriage what has made it work over the years is that every day he's looking for the best in that relationship and so part of what happens when we're under stress is we stop looking for the best like just now i was driving with my wife and i was hungry and i was a little lost and i got really snappy i got really angry with her really quickly which i thoroughly regret um and but in that moment, I could have said anything horrible to her. And I'm sure in that moment, I was not the person she want, thought she married. I'm sure in that moment, I was someone she'd rather not be with. And I, a part of me was screaming in the background, stop.
stop. And I did. And I did. And I apologize for getting angry. And I remember what Zig was saying. Zig was saying that in his marriage, what really worked was always focusing on the positives. So in that moment, I was focusing on the negatives. That's why I was so angry. And in that moment, she was a horrible, selfish person who never pays attention to me and always has everyone else and everything else in the front burner, yada, 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 right? which is a story I've made up. But in the next moment, you know, when I got over it, she's the woman of my dreams, the person who I've had children with and raised children from a previous marriage with, the person who I want to spend the rest of my life with, the person who you know, uplifts me and supports me in my darkest moments. So the question is, which story do I want to speak to? And so if we've been under stress and we've been locked in together, like y'all who I'm talking to right now, my suggestion is start speaking to what's good in the other person. Start speaking to what's good in the marriage. Stop focusing on what's negative. It doesn't mean that you ignore it and pretend that it isn't there. And you may want to address those negatives, but it's how they're addressed. In that moment, when we're heated and angry, that is not a good moment to address anything. That is just destructive energy, right? Anger is all about destruction. There, the only positive to anger is if you're in a situation that requires destruction, anger is a great feeling to have. Marriage is not about destruction, it's about building. So if you're seeing something missing in your marriage, then start with what can you change in yourself to alter that situation? And I promise you that every time that you alter something in yourself, the other person in the relationship will shift as well. Now, how we shift and how we alter things in ourselves, that's a huge conversation. But I'm just giving you the first piece of the puzzle. If you've been in COVID and under stress and you're thinking about divorce, stop thinking about divorce. Think about what got you into the marriage. Think about what you love about the other person. Think about their strengths. Think about, and start speaking to their strengths every day kiss them, hug them at least once a day, kiss them on the cheek at least once a day, tell them I love you in the morning and tell them I love you in the night and look for things to compliment about them. So just start there and see what opportunities come out of that. And if you, you're really stuck, reach out to me. Rich at Rich in Relationship and I'll throw some more action items at for you or we can talk about it and see if there's a way that I can help you work it through. Because the marriage is almost always worth saving. Okay. People who are getting divorced. Once you started the divorce proceedings, it is very hard to turn the boat. And the chances are that something, that if the, if the relationship wasn't crushed before you started the divorce, it is now. And you heard me talking about my divorce. I said that relationship was irretrievable. But that may not be true. It's just my perspective on it today. Um, and so the first thing is if you're getting divorced, get really clear about what was your failure in the marriage, not what was their failure. It's really easy to go to. It's actually very much like speaking to the marriage, married people. You can focus on all day on what he or she did wrong and why you're leaving them and it's all their fault but that's not gonna help you in the long run. What's gonna help you in the long run is where did you fall short? Where did you drop the ball in the marriage? 
And if you have children, it becomes especially important to take this perspective because you're not gonna get rid of this person by divorcing them. When you have children, you are stuck with each other as long as you both live or your children live. Why? Because you're both parenting those children. And your children want you to have some kind of working relationship. It, it could be a business relationship. It could be a friendship. It, it could be any kind, it could be a partnership in parenting even. Those are sort of three different levels of co-parenting relationship. But what they don't want is what's called parallel parenting, where one parent is doing one thing and the other is doing another. Now, if the person that you're divorcing is intensely damaged, maybe an extreme narcissist, you really have no option but to parallel parent. And if they are in that situation, you're gonna need some help figuring out how do you keep that extremely damaged person in your children's life without them extremely damaging your children. And that, my friends, is a quandary. Here's the starting point. The starting point is always to focus on the well-being of the children. Even as we've gone through our fire, my wife and I have been very focused on what do we need to do for the well-being of the children. And when we all went to my in-laws for four weeks, which was a long time, for them too, my in-laws would concur, they felt very overwhelmed by all of us. When we went there for four weeks, we talked about, all right, with the children, what are some possibilities? What are some ways we can spin this to make this better? Focusing on the well-being of the children, whether you're getting divorced, whether you're married, always needs to be core. And if you're focusing on the well-being of the children, from that place, you're more likely to make positive choices. From that place, you're more likely to avoid the intensely destructive energy of being a victim or of being angry. From that place, you're like, more likely to be creative and helpful and loving, not only to your children, but maybe even to your co-parent. If you're getting a divorce and you're a good way through the process, there's a tendency to have what's called almost healthy denial around the pain that your children are suffering. I'm saying to you, it's time to stop having that healthy denial. It's time to really get in your kid's corner and let them, just like I went on that, that Disney vacation, that was denial. Oh, we're gonna go to Disney and everything's gonna be fine. And it wasn't. And I had needed to accept that my children had feelings that they needed to process. And so, and guess what? So did I actually. The same is true for your children. They're having feelings right now. They're having sadness. They're missing the other parent, or maybe they're missing you. They need time to emote. Every time you see them, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be loving. It doesn't need to be good. It needs to, well, it does need to be loving. It doesn't need to be a good time. It can be loving and sad. It can be loving and supportive. It can be loving and mourning. And you're all going to need to go through a period of mourning the end of that marriage. And what you're mourning, by the way, is not, it's over. Usually when it's over, there's a celebration there. What you're mourning is the dream that you had together, you and the other parent, and you and the other parent and the children, because they're born of and into that dream. You're mourning the loss of that dream. And that is something worth mourning. It is worth it to 
allow yourself to say, wow, we were so in love. It was so good. And instead of being angry saying, I'm so sad. I'm so sad about that. I'm so sad about that loss. And allowing, so just like you're gonna allow your children to have that, you're gonna allow yourself to have that. You might even wanna set up a formal mourning process. I'm trying to think what else I have for you in terms of that. I hear my dog panting. I hope you do, don't. <laughs> All right, so what I, I think that's, I'm complete with that. I think that what we need to get is that stress causes pain and change and how we manage that stress says a lot. So it, again, if you're married and under stress and thinking about getting divorced, I'd really think twice about it. Um, I, and focus on the positives. If you're already in the divorce process, again, focus on the positives. And in your case, focus on, focusing on the positives means mourning the loss of some of those positives. And if you're, again, if you have questions about this, reach out to me. You can direct message me. This is on Facebook right now. It's on a couple of pages. Uh, you can email me. I gave out my email address. You can also um, like and follow the Rich in Relationship page because I'll be doing these every week. Uh, and feel free to reach out for any kind of support that you want. Thank you for taking the time to listen and thank you for listening to my pain and my sadness. <laughs>